The Morning Blend, a triple shot of Catholicism, conversation, and coffee. Start your day with a fresh cup of joy and inspiration, whether it's through interviews, news, music, or prayer. It's all viewed through a Catholic lens. It's the Morning Blend on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Mater Day Radio. And a very good Thursday morning to you. January 4th, 7 a.m. Brenda and Pat with you on the Morning Blend. Thank you so much for tuning in. You know, Pat, I like to plan, if possible, what I'm going to have for dinner. And there's no better way to plan for dinner than in the morning. <laughs> Wait, it's 7 in the morning. So that way I can plan out how much I want to eat throughout the day. Because ah. if you are going with today's national holiday... You're going to want to eat little so that way you can eat a lot tonight. Today is the day everybody can be Italian. It's National Spaghetti Day. Oh, <laughs> Chabella. Oh, do you like a good plate of pasta? I do. Yeah. I do indeed. Yeah. And and uh, you're right. It is something you definitely have to plan for and something <laughs> that you need to walk off afterward. Holy moly. You want to take a nice siesta oh, yeah. after a big oh, plate yeah. of spaghetti. Now, spaghetti refers to the kind of noodle. Now, remember, there's right. all kinds of pasta. So spaghetti isn't noodles with red sauce on it. It's the noodle is the spaghetti, the round. If you go flat, it's linguine and there's angel hair and all of the different, uh, you know, shaped ones. Why do they say spagat, spagat? I hear that oh, too, spagat. I know. You know, I think, I don't know. Okay, but the million dollar question is, uh, spaghetti, fully cooked or al dente? Al dente. Really? Al de- oh, al dente, yeah. Uh. Yeah, because you, you you can cross that line where it just becomes this gelatinous goo. <laughs> okay, that is yeah, definitely yeah. overcooked. And, and it's a fine line. It's a fine line. If you go over just a little bit, just a few seconds, that's it. It's, that's it's it. Done. Huh? Yeah. I would say I am not an al dente. I like to you know feel like I'm biting the pasta, but if it gets stuck in my teeth, it's undercooked. In my book, right, right. There, you got. There's just that little, little, little window little where you got to get it. You got to get it. They're, and the good chefs know that. Also, reserve some of the pasta water for your sauce because it will make the sauce stick to the spaghetti. Really? Yes. Yeah, so just a little bit, but just when you're when you're when you're putting the spaghetti sauce and the spaghetti together, make sure you've reserved a little bit of that pasta water. It's well, magic. Nobody made spaghetti quite like my mom, who, of course, is an excellent cook. But she uses my grandmother, my Italian grandmother, ah. uh, Vivian Fabrizio. <laughs> that is Italian. <laughs> That's a very Italian name that she, uh, you know, that was her mom's recipe, I'm sure. A few uh, different ingredients. Every, but, you know, every everybody has a little bit different. But uh, celery is one of the ingredients that goes into Ooh. that spaghetti recipe, which is kind of interesting. Isn't but... that like a miracroix that you use? somewhat in the uh in some of the sauces that will use the carrots the celery oh, yeah. and the onion together or and as they, and i want to say one of those tv chefs calls that calls that the holy trinity exactly yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. but i think the french prefer miracroix, miracroix. Yeah. again and that's the sauce uh, i think back east they're going to call that the gravy the but, gravy you know depending on what sauce apparently you are fixing uh, dictates what type of noodle or pasta you use okay so, all right. Be ready I'm with not that. Italian at all, but I do enjoy the heck out of Italian food. 
Oh, oh God. my gosh. Well, you know, if you like a spaghetti, you know, back in 2010, Garden Grove, California, have you ever heard of Buca de Beppo? Oh, yes. Okay. I've they successfully filled a swimming pool with <laughs> almost 14,000 pounds of spaghetti for the world record. <laughs> I would jump into that in a heartbeat. <laughs> the backstroke. I'm not I'm not doing the polar plunge, but I would do that <laughs> spaghetti would, swim, baby. Spaghetti yeah. Spaghetti swim. <laughs> oh, gosh. So there you go. So now... Now you have a plan for dinner tonight. I'll be swimming in it. You, you know what? They're not Italian, but I'm so excited today because we talked about this, but there's something. I got a new pair of shoes on today, and it's just something like makes me feel 10 foot tall and bulletproof. What is new that shoes. about new shoes? I don't shoe know, day. but it just makes me feel good. They're okay. n- and they're not even Italian. I love new shoe day. <laughs> I do too. No Ferragamos on your feet today? No, no. Pradas? No, no. You and Pope uh, Benedict? No, no. Far, yeah, I know far you, from it. I know you I have got a, a deal. Pair of I got shoes. a deal. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> we have too much fun here on the morning blend. Hopefully, that'll help get your day started right. We've got a great two hour of show. Monsignor Syak going to be joining us in our eight o'clock hour. He's going to be helping us have a very Catholic New Year resolution. Oh, I'm excited about that. But speaking of food, we have. <laughs> got a Catholic entrepreneur and CEO of Backwoods Brewing Company. Steve Waters is going to be here. And Steve, it's got an exciting story, a family story to share about moving from the gorge. And now they just opened a new location out in Hillsboro. So I'm very excited. I think people are going to really enjoy this conversation with Steve and how the rosary is central to his work. Really? Yeah. I love I love that one out there in Carson. They have a it view like a, none other. Oh my gosh, it is a great place. And I'm pretty much an expert on this. They've got great barbecue out there. Oh, do yeah, they? Yeah, fantastic. All right, yeah. I'm going to hear about it because okay. I love their pizza, but I can never pass up good barbecue. So we do have a great show ahead for you on this Thursday morning. We're going to start things now with Colin Ray. Beautiful Christmas music for this season. Oh, holy night. And you are listening to The Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Mamma mia, it's still Christmas. Oh, holy night, the stars are brightly shining. It is the night of our dear Savior's birth. Oh, 
Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Yes, it is still the Christmas season around here, and that is Colin Ray, Oh Holy Night, Brenda's favorite that is Christmas song. My absolute favorite. So 11 days, 11 day of Christmas right now. That's right. So which is 11? Ladies, no, 11. What did we just talked about this? Golden rings, right? No, it is not eleven <laughs> golden rings. It's five golden rings, right? I think it's uh, I think it's eleven lords a leaping. Eleven lords a leaping. Okay, yeah. okay, we're gonna have to check our our, our twelve days Christmas. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but it is still Christmas, and we're still filled with joy each and every day, even outside of Christmas. We are. And just ahead, we are going to hear from the CEO and co-founder of Backwoods Brewing. Steve Waters is going to join us. And speaking of waters, we got a wet weather forecast. We'll check that next here at Mater Day Radio. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. This is Brother Louis-Marie de Montfort. Please join me in the morning offering. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day, in union with the holy sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world. I offer them for all the intentions of your Sacred Heart, the salvation of souls, and in reparation for sins committed against the Sacred Heart of Jesus and the Immaculate Heart of Mary. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Mater Dei Radio's prayer team is renewing our commitment to pray for you throughout 2024. It may be a leap year, but we won't skip any opportunity to strengthen your spiritual life, including our three daily broadcasts of the Holy Mass, the Sacred Mysteries of Christ and Our Lady in the Holy Rosary, the Chaplet of Divine Mercy, and Catholic reflections that will truly inspire you. Our dedicated team also prays for your personal request on Mater Dei Radio's prayer hotline. These powerful intercessors are waiting to hear from you now at 503-285-3737. That's 503-285-3737. Or you can send them your intentions through MaterDeiRadio.com and the Hail Mary Media app. We're ready to leap into action and fill up 2024 with prayer and thanksgiving at Mater Dei Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. 714 here at Mater Dei Radio. High of 49 today with clouds and a falling chance of rain as the day goes on. Lows in the upper 30s. Potential for some gusty winds today up to 18 miles an hour. Only a 30% chance of rain headed into the evening, but snow possible down to 2,800 feet tonight. Still going to be cloudy with a low chance of showers. Temperatures staying steady into the mid-40s tomorrow. 
Friday night through the weekend, looking very wet, over 50% chance of rain going into Sunday. And 11 pipers are piping right now. <laughs> yeah, and, and there are three not-so-smart people at Mantra oh, Day Radio. We got, <laughs> it, we got it right when we looked it up on Wikipedia. 43 right now at St. Clair Parish here in Portland. And it is 45 <laughs> degrees at Holy Redeemer Catholic Church in Vancouver. Join us this morning is Steve Waters. Steve is a Catholic entrepreneur, co-founder, and CEO of Backwoods Brewing in Carson, Washington. Steve, how did you come into brewing and working in the food service industry? My family started a grocery store in Carson, Washington, down the Columbia River Gorge. It's uh, the Carson and the neighboring town of Stevenson are is our hometown. Uh, my my dad uh, grew up there. Gosh, he's probably lived there for. 60 years now. I think wow. they moved there when he was really little. So we started a grocery store in Carson, uh, but it, and it was in the footprint of an old grocery store. It was the Carson IGA. It had laid dormant for a while. And when they restarted the grocery store that we have now, Carson General Store, it is in half of the old IGA footprint and opened it up half a building and then the other half we were still leasing and so we thought to ourselves what do we do with this so we started the the brewery in the in the other half of the the grocery store building at the time you know we were just planning on doing a very small brewery and just selling some pizzas out of the kitchen very small time we didn't expect it to do much and it just kind of grew and grew and grew from there out in Stevenson, a very special parish, Our Lady Star of the Sea. Your family is is very active in that parish. Tell us about the parish because it really is a special place. It is, yeah, especially to my family. My grandpa was a big piece of the fundraising project that got the new church built. It's closer to the river. And so it's it, that has always just a, been a fun historical piece for us to know that, you know, I think he... If I remember right, my oldest brother would know this way better than I do. He's like the family historian. But I believe my grandfather logged the property that I grew up on in order to raise money for the church. I think he logged it and donated all the money to the church. And he was just a piece of it. There were other people who gave a lot of money as well. But, you know, there were there was a groundswell of people in the Stevenson Carson community who wanted to see the new church built. And that was really that was really cool. When I grew up, I was in the old church for a couple of my memorable years and then and then the rest of my life was was in the new church. One of the things I noticed right off the bat when I visit is this just sense of hospitality. You almost feel like you're visiting friends and hanging out. How do you create that culture of hospitality? It is a family business. I think people really, you know, especially when I say people, it's mostly our employees who really relate to that. I think they see that we're a family who cares. I think our Catholic backbone is a big piece of that. When we care about them, they can easily care about our guests and the people who walk in the door. And then, you know, hospitality has just always been such a big deal for us in general. Like, it's just kind of in who we are. Um, And I have to assume that, honestly, our Catholic upbringing has something to do with that, too, where, you know, hospitality is such a big piece of, you know, coming to a table and, and, uh, you know, a a big piece of our history for sure. We're visiting with Steve Waters. Steve is Catholic entrepreneur, co-founder, and CEO of Backwoods Brewing in Carson, Washington. In addition to the element of hospitality, how does your Catholic faith influence your work? There was a year, probably five or six years, maybe six or seven years ago, it was just a really challenging time for Backwoods. You know, you hear everybody tell you, 
all the time that, you know, starting a small business and starting a growing business is just going to be easy and awesome all the time. Um, and that's a joke cause it's really not to be completely honest. I had broken down into tears in front of my mom and dad in my office. And because I was like, I just don't know how we're going to pull out of this one. You know, dad didn't, I don't think he was crying, but he looked at me very real seriously. And he was like, you know, there's going to be a day that you walk out of the church and you look back and you think to yourself, that's the only reason I'm doing any of this, you know, like all these things that you get caught up with and, um, you feel like you care about in the moment. And, you know, like I said, this was seven years ago and we're still standing, you know, so it was a hard moment and I, you know, I don't want to discount that, but, uh, but in the end you do, the faith gives you so much perspective about what is actually important, you know, and, and when you're making decisions as a, as a business owner, you know, like there are a lot of opportunities to take the not so narrow path, you know, and, yeah. and do some things that you wouldn't necessarily be proud of when you do look at it as this is my, this is my only reason for actually doing what I do. It gives you that grounding to, to be a good, good person, even during the hard times and, and times where it would be a lot easier to not be such a good person. It sounds like family also just significant from your folks to your children. Yeah. I always joke around with people that I never thought in my career as an adult, I would say so many times, gee, thanks mom. You know, like, <laughs> and we, we work together a lot. My, my mom and my dad, it's hard to describe how we operate. You know, like we're kind of me and my, my mom, my dad, and my brother, uh, Tom, uh, who's our chief of operations, we're, we kind of function as the board of the company. And also we're just operators as well. You know, we do as many jobs as is necessary, kind of while trying to empower other leaders to do stuff too. We're all trying to make the company function, not necessarily with our, our direct impact all the time. Uh, that's harder sometimes than others. It's been a really great experience to work with my family uh, as an adult and see, you know, you get kind of the perspective of how much humanity we all have, even when they're your parents and stuff like that. You know, like we've all gotten to the point where we've gotten overworked and I'm like, mom, you need to go take a break. Or she's like, Steve, you need to go take a break or, you know, stuff like that, that most adults don't get to experience, you know, extra time with, with their parents and, and their brother and things like that. Um, and then, yes, I do have, four kids. Um, and my wife does our, our media. Um, she does all of our, you know, ads and, and social media and stuff like that. And she's done a lot of our press releases and our emails. And so it's a, it's very much a family affair. And I would love to say that it's only great all the time, but of course it has its hiccups, but, uh, but it's fun. We're visiting with Steve Waters. Steve is Catholic entrepreneur, co-founder and CEO of Backwoods Brewing in Carson, Washington. Not just Carson, Washington, you're growing by leaps and bounds. You've expanded out to Hillsboro now, in addition to the wonderful place you have in the Pearl District. Yeah, yeah. We had plans for expansion even after we opened Portland. Portland's been open for five years, five and a half years now. Um, and we knew after we opened that, and it did really well, we, had, we have a really great, uh, he was the GM of the Portland pub for five years, and now he's our regional GM of, of both Portland and Hillsboro. Um, so he's settling into that role, but we knew that he had the ability to create a team, grow a team and, you know, basically fire himself from his own job and move on to the next, the next <laughs> big adventure. Um, and so we had that plan, uh, before the pandemic hit and as soon as the pandemic hit, it, it slowed things down significantly. 
but now that we feel like we're relatively out of it, we had a we had the opportunity crop up in Hillsboro at the beginning of this year. At first, honestly, we told them like, no, we're we're too busy right now. We opened the the backwoods cabins this year as right. well. And we we're like, no, we can't do a pub on top of this. And uh, he was like, well, the developer was just like, well, just come check out the property. Like, you're gonna fall. It's an old U.S. bank building. It's got a bank vault and the the deposit boxes are still intact and we built a rooftop bar on top of it. And I was like, I don't know, man. And, and sure enough, I walked through it and I was like, we, we have to do this. <laughs> it is a really cool space. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It's beautiful. It's, uh, I mean, it's, it's kind of funny. It's the first one that we've gotten to just control how it looks from, you know, it was, it was down to the studs when we walked in, um, and so now that it's all built out, I'm like, man, this is really nice. And this, you know, really nice is kind of incongruous with what Backwoods has been over the past 11 and a half years, you know, we've, and we now are making some, some changes to our other pubs to reflect kind of what we, what our vision was with the Hillsborough pub to be like, this is what they should all look like, you know, in, in, in some really small design tweaks that people probably won't notice, but we notice. We'll find out more about those changes and what the future holds for Backwoods Brewing when our conversation with co-founder and CEO Steve Waters continues on Monterey Radio. And it is 7.24 here at Mater Day Radio. What a great interview. I'm looking forward to the second half of that for sure. Now, if you are on the road this morning, you're heading into work, you're going to not be able to hear that live. Please go to Mater Day Radio as soon as you can because that entire interview going to be made into a podcast you can listen to anytime. You can also download it, maybe send it to somebody who might be a fan of Backwoods Brewery. You want to hear that full story. In fact, if you go to Mater Day Radio, Com, you'll see our full lineup of locally produced shows made into podcasts. You can listen to them right from your computer. You can also download today the free Hail Mary media app. You can listen to your favorite shows any time of the day. They are our podcast from Mater Day Radio. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, family dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including the Catholic Youth Organization and Camp Howard. CYO offers local youth positive sports activities throughout the school year and summer camp programs at Camp Howard near scenic Mount Hood. Sports and camp registration information can be found on the web at cyocamphoward.org. That's cyocamphoward.org. As we surpass three decades of broadcasting, all of us at Mater Dei Radio are thankful for the many blessings this special radio ministry provides to our Catholic community. To ensure that our faith continues to thrive in today's media, we hope you will consider including Mater Dei Radio in your estate planning. There are many estate planning options to choose from, but one way would be to include Mater Dei Radio as a beneficiary in your will. More information on estate planning is on our website at materdayradio.com. The Morning Blend, brewed in the Pacific Northwest, guaranteed fresh every day on Mater Day Radio, the station dedicated to the Blessed Virgin Mary. 
726 at Mater Day Radio, the morning blend with Brenda and Pat. And just ahead, things are really going to get exciting in Gresham. High tech. We'll tell you more about that ahead of news. And with the intercession of Padre Pio, it was complete turnaround for life of actor Shia LaBeouf. Received the sacrament of confirmation recently and now considering a vocation to the permanent diaconate. Wow. Interesting story there. I'll tell you more about it coming up in news. Here is Jamie Teachin. It's a good day. And we are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio. Beauty. 
That is Jamie Teton. It's a good day. It is 7.30 right here at Mater Day Radio. Through a 2022 law designed to revive U.S. semiconductor manufacturing, the Chips and Science Act, the Commerce Department announced that microchip technology will receive $162 million to support the domestic production of computer chips. The incentives announced include $72 million to expand a factory in Gresham, Oregon. The investments will enable Microchip Technology Incorporated, based in Chandler, Arizona, to triple its domestic production and reduce dependence on foreign factories. Much of the money will find the making of microcontrollers, which are used by the military as well as in autos, household appliances, and medical devices. Government officials say they expected the investments to create 700 construction and manufacturing jobs in Oregon over the next decade. Shia LaBeouf has been received into the Catholic Church after taking the Sacrament of Confirmation and is reportedly considering becoming a deacon. The Catholic News Agency reports that the Transformers star was confirmed on Sunday by Bishop Robert Barron of Winona, Rochester, Minnesota. LaBeouf's confirmation sponsor, Brother Alexander Rodriguez, said that the actor wants to become a deacon, in quotes, sometime in the future, adding that LaBeouf was inspired to consider it the diaconate while filming the movie Padre Pio. LaBeouf was raised both Jewish by his mother and Christian by his father and had both a bar mitzvah and a baptism. The actor said in previous interviews that he was drawn to Catholicism amid alcoholism and difficulties in his personal life. Priests from the Archdiocese of Portland and Oregon will no longer celebrate Mass at Spirit of Grace, a Catholic Lutheran ecumenical community in Beaverton. In a letter dated December 5th, Portland Archbishop Alexander Sample said Archdiocesan priests could no longer celebrate Masses at the church following the December 10th Sunday liturgy. The decision, said the Archbishop, was a result of discerning the needs of the Catholic faithful of the Archdiocese, the key principles governing the sacred liturgy, and how best to promote Christian unity. Spirit of Grace was established in 1986 by local Catholic and Lutheran church leaders as a mission of nearby St. Anthony Parish in Tigard. A new free application for federal student aid soft launch over the holiday weekend with much anticipation after a bit of a delay for now is only available for short periods of time as the U.S. Department of Education works to resolve some minor issues, according to a department spokesperson. Now, the form was only available briefly over the holiday weekend, a 30-minute window on December 30th and 31st, and a two-hour window on January 1st. As of Tuesday, the site remained open for longer stretches of time and more than 30,000 applications were successfully submitted. Now, in 2020, the Consolidated Appropriation Act was passed to streamline the process and overhaul dozens of systems, some of which have not been updated in almost 50 years. Now, those changes are finally going into effect. In ordinary years, the FAFSA form was used by more than 17 million students and their families and roughly 5,500 colleges and universities in all 50 states. Now, the FAFSA serves as the gateway to all federal aid and money, including federal student loans, work study, and especially grants. Pat, I have filled out I bet you have. my share of FAFSA forms with my children. This is the way that kids who are going to college, they got to fill this form out every single year. 
And well, speaking of colleges, in sports, the West Coast Conference play starts for the Portland Pilots women's basketball team tonight on the bluff as they host the number 18 Gonzaga Bulldogs before headed to the Bay to take on the San Francisco Dons. They'll play the Bulldogs at 6 tonight in the Child Center before facing the Dons Saturday afternoon at 2 in San Francisco. The number 18 Zags are 13-2 and two on the year, and they're the only West Coast Conference team currently ranked. The Pilots are 8-6 and six on the year after earning a win over their crosstown rival Portland State, 67-54, the third year in a row the Pilots have beaten the Vikings. Prayer is simply a conversation with Jesus. Of course, formal times of prayer are spiritually beneficial. However, daily life can sometimes make them impossible. While a simple chat with Jesus can happen any time and any place, these frequent exchanges, we build a firm foundation of faith and strengthen our relationship with Christ. Just think of the relationship you would have if you only spoke with a friend at Christmas and Easter. Allison Gingris at Catholic Link offers a few ideas to stay connected in prayer throughout the day. She said, pray when you first wake up, or before you fall asleep, great times to do that. In your car, you know how much time you spend in the car. As you drive to work or run your errands, pray for your neighbors, the people in your community, even uh, the dead as you pass by a cemetery. And pray during chores. Nothing makes folding laundry, washing dishes, or even vacuuming more appealing than praying for the people who made the mess in the first place. <laughs> <laughs> I find that uh, if I am cleaning up dishes in, that were left in my sink, I am more often praying for patience uh, while I am doing them before I am praying for the person who uh, didn't empty the dishwasher. Of and course, we're it. celebrating National Spaghetti Day today, and you know there's going to be a mess in the sink tonight. Big mess in the kitchen for sure. <laughs> it's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. I'm Eric Wunderlich, and this is your Catholic Community Calendar. Tomorrow is Friday, and that means it's time for the Catholic Fellowship Group gathering. The Catholic Fellowship Group is for single Catholics, ages 40 to 60, from throughout the Archdiocese of Portland, who are looking to grow in faith and fellowship. Tomorrow's the first Friday, so the activity is First Friday Mass at St. Birgitta's Catholic Church. For these and more events in our Catholic community, go online to materdayradio.com or find it on the Hail Mary Media app. And we'll continue our conversation with Steve Waters. He's going to tell us how the rosary influences his business decision-making. You'll want to stick around for that. Plus, we'll check weather next here at Mater Day Radio. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. This is Father Eric Anderson, pastor of St. Stephen Catholic Church in Portland, Oregon. Please join me for this prayer to St. Michael the Archangel. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan, 
and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources, or to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit us online at materdayradio.com or check the prayer section of the Hail Mary Media app. And thank you for praying with Mater Day Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including University of Portland, dedicated to excellence and innovation in the classroom. Ranked as one of the top colleges in the West by U.S. News and World Report, the University of Portland is home to robust undergraduate and graduate programs in its colleges of arts and sciences and its schools of business, education, engineering, and nursing. Learn more at up.edu. Francis Speaks, from the Franciscan Missionary Sisters of Our Lady of Sorrows. One day, at the very beginning of his conversion, St. Francis was attending Mass at the Porziuncola, and he heard the priest proclaim the words of Christ, whereby he sends out his disciples to preach and admonishes them as to their life on the road. Provide yourselves with no gold or silver, not even with coppers for your purses, with no haversack for the journey, or spare tunic, or footwear, or a staff. Immediately, St. Francis knew that these were the words of assurance, the sign from God that he had been looking for, and he said, This is what I've wanted. This is what I've been longing for with all my heart. A reflection from Through the Year with Francis of Assisi by Father Murray Bodo. Learn more at olpretreat.org. That's olpretreat.org. Hello, I'm Kevin Doran. And I'm Carla Wehrman, co-host of Sunday Commentary. Join us every weekend on Mater Day Radio, Saturday mornings at 7 and Sunday mornings at 8, as we break down the scripture readings so you can better prepare to enter into the beauty and mystery of the Holy Mass. It's fun, fast, and faith-filled. Let us share our love of the good news with you, Saturday mornings at 7 and Sunday mornings at 8 on Mater Day Radio. The bridge between your faith and everyday life. It's 7.40 here at Mater Day Radio. Can't see the sun quite yet, but you might as the day goes on. It's going to be a little cloudy, but the, fall, but the chance of rain is going to fall off as we go through the rest of the day. Tonight, only a 30% chance of rain, but snow possible at 2,800 feet. Currently, it is 43 degrees at St. Mary's Catholic Church down in Albany. I believe we're going to see sunshine today. You keep saying that. I have not seen a single report that said sun is coming. (laughs) Well, there is drizzle now, though. 44 and uh, St. Matthew in uh, Hillsboro. (laughs) We're continuing our conversation with Steve Waters, Catholic entrepreneur, co-founder, and CEO of Backwoods Brewing in Carson, Washington. And Steve, you recently expanded into the lodging business, opening some cabins out in the gorge. How's that new venture going? It's good. We announced that it was open at the end of August. We immediately got a ton of bookings uh, over the next couple of months. And the gorge is, as you know, is very slow in the wintertime. So uh, when it slowed down after that, it slowed down pretty hard. And it's, you know, the first first year of a, of new lodging is, you know, we're trying to find our, find out how to appear on the internet and stuff like that too. 
So I think we have some things to learn there, but, uh, you know, Christmas has been a really busy booking time for us. And I mean, as far as a project, it was super hard work wise. It was one of the more taxing things that we've done. And it was the whole family, our two maintenance guys, all of us were, were there all the time for about three months. And then at the end we had, you know, anybody who we could throw at that project and and getting it open by the end of August was, was challenging, but, but we were able to do it. In this era recently, a lot of well-established brewers have gone under here in the Portland area. What's made the difference for you guys? The pandemic was, in a lopsided way, very good to us. Um, You know, I think being out in Carson was really a special thing. We had a lot of people who had their, you know, outdoor family reunions in our parking lot when we weren't allowed to be open inside. You know, we didn't feel like we could police that or anything like that. You know, the the health department made us crack down on on anything that was happening inside. In, in Washington, it was actually the liquor control board that was coming in and enforcing that weirdly. Oh. But as soon as they walked out of the, out of the gate, we were like, well, we have no real control over these people. And uh, also we really love that they're getting and getting out and being around each other, you know, like figuring out creative ways to, to still be together. So we ended up, even during the shutdown phase, we were very busy at our pub. Huh. We were, you know, in, in our brewery, we were we were pivoting to package product. A lot of breweries did that. Package product ended up getting really saturated. And then in the Portland pub, we tried takeout for a while. Portland was not doing much at all. I mean, the city of Portland, like people just weren't out on the streets. Right. So we did end up having to shut down the Portland pub for between the different shutdowns. It was a total of like six months. But we brought some key employees from Portland out to... Carson, which was kind of cool because they got to experience, uh, you know, even the the headquarters backwoods world and stuff like that. And then it it took the Portland employees, it gave them this new perspective that as soon as they were able to to be in their pub and let it operate, they wanted to just have it be as normal as possible. They wanted normal hours. They didn't change what days we were open. They had a, a desire to make it an experience that was consistent for people in a time that was so inconsistent that won us huge points in Portland. I feel like we were busier in Portland than we were before the pandemic. And I think a lot of that is because the neighborhood fell in love with us and our ability to adapt and evolve. So things like that gave us that backbone out of the pandemic that I think a lot of breweries for other reasons, a lot of the time that they can't control based on their location or whatever, they weren't lucky enough and I use the word lucky and not blessed intentionally because it really, in some ways it is just luck. They weren't lucky enough to have that advantage. Um, and so I, I feel for, for those people for sure. We're visiting with Steve Waters. Steve is Catholic entrepreneur, co-founder and CEO of Backwoods Brewing. You mentioned word consistency and I know in restaurants and, and brewing, consistency is a big issue because it can be terrific one day terrible the next. How do you ensure that it is a consistent delivery day in, day out? I have really good people who ensure that. Our brew team is very methodical about what they do with the beer. They're very careful. They bring iffy situations to me sometimes, and I toss it right back at them. I'm like, I love beer, but you are the brewer. And (laughs) you you are the guy who who has to allow people to drink this at the end of the day. And Nine out of 10 times, they'll be like, nope, um, you know, we're, we're tossing this batch or we're doing, you know, and it doesn't happen very often, but, uh, you know, that's, that's a good thing for sure. 
And then our, our GMs at our pubs, they're equally dedicated to quality. Their ability to take on ownership in what they do, it's surprising to me. I guess it shouldn't be after 11 and a half years, but it's cool to see that they feel as much pride in what they're doing as what we do, you know, sometimes even more. One of the things you can be proud of is your Rip City Remix IPA. You've gotten involved with the new Portland Trailblazers development team. Mm -hmm. So how did that come about and how did you decide to release this beer in conjunction with that? You know, like I said, we attract community, you know, like you were mentioning, the hospitality piece of it. And so we always try to figure out ways to get more involved in what's going on in, in the towns that we're in. And Portland, we had been talking to the Trailblazers. There was one of their executives there introduced herself to me for the first time. She said, hi, I've lived here for three months and I've been to your pub 16 times. So we just had this running relationship with the Blazers. And when they talked to us about the development league team, the G League, uh, Rip City Remix, our, my first reaction to them was like, where are you playing the games? And they were like, uh, they're going to be at the University of Portland at the Child Center. I was like, do you know that I'm a UP alum? And they were like, no, that's perfect. And so that kind of kicked off the conversation. I know that they would have found a beer partner in the end. I wonder if that beer partner would have brewed a beer for them. You know, some sometimes it's nice to partner with the smaller breweries because we have the, you know, we brought out their entire team, not the not the actual players, but the their staff to help us brew the beer. They tossed in hops. Oh. And yeah, yeah, it was a really great experience. And then to release it at my alma mater and... You know, we ended up doing a chalk talk up there, which Lilia Grundy at UP organized. And and so it was just fun, you know, and now I've been to, I've actually gotten the chance to be on campus so much more since we released this. You know, people are excited to see, you know, they feel like it's alumni coming in and, and showing off the cool things that we sure. do after we graduated. Steve Waters is our guest. He is the co-founder and CEO of Backwoods Brewing and a, a very talented Catholic entrepreneur. And I have to ask you, looking toward the future, what do you envision down the road for Backwoods Brewing? There's definitely a theological concept of enough. <laughs> and, uh, I, I don't want. Amen. I don't want to grow for the sake of growing. Um, I want everything that we do to be smart. I, and I do want to find out where the point of enough is. A lot, a lot of our growth over the the past years has been related to scale and just making sure that uh -huh. we're selling enough beer. You know, it's a big, it's a very capital intensive business that you that you dive into when you do this. So opening pubs has made a lot of sense to be able to just get more of our beer out and and be in new communities so that the beer that we distribute and stuff like that is recognizable to people who are buying, you know, at the grocery store. I think that our growth has been very strategic and not just growing for growing sake. We will probably open at least one more pub. I wouldn't it's not going to be in this coming year because we did too much in in 2023. Where to go from there? I think the Cabins project kicked off what's eventually going to be a brewery resort project where uh -huh. the the pub and brewery will eventually move onto that property and there will be some on-site entertainment, you know, disc golf and small things, not not crazy. Just some fun amenities for people who really want the full backwoods experience. All things will come in their season, you know, we don't have to push anymore. We can relax for a little bit and build our reserves back up and get ready for the next adventure. Well, Steve, this has been fantastic. Thank you for your time and being so generous with that, but thank you for leading with your faith in business. In this area, it's kind of difficult to do, so thank you for that. 
Yeah, I will. I will make one last plug, and that is to everybody listening: pray the rosary. I mean, no matter what pub it is, I'm commuting at least a half hour a day, and uh, I love to listen to podcasts and things like that and the radio. But I make sure that I pray the rosary each way whenever I go. I end up praying the rosary two or three times a day on my work days, and what it does for me, I don't know what kind of rosary prayer anybody listening to this is, but I'm one of the ones who lets my mind wander. When you're saying the Hail Marys, your mind can just go in a bunch of different places. And the things that bubble up are, you know, whether it's because your head's clear or because the Holy Spirit's doing some work there, it doesn't matter to me what it is. Uh, it's been hugely beneficial to me. I think, I think I started that about five years ago and these past five years have been a lot more peaceful. I do feel like it's aligned me better to better decisions. Wow. Thank you. Two or three times a day. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm becoming one of those people. That's fine. <laughs> Keep on. Keep on. Oh, thanks, Steve. That's awesome. Thank you so much. Thanks, Pat. That is Steve Waters. He is the co-founder and CEO of Backwoods Brewing, and it has been a true delight to have you with us today, Steve. Thanks. Thank you. It is 7.51 here at Mater Day Radio. Boy, that is my prayer for today. Lord, make me one of those people. I want to be like Steve and pray that rosary every time I get in the car. Oh, great interview. Of course, you're going to be able to listen to that full interview at materdayradio.com. And while you're there, right at the top of the page, there is a link for Christmas resources. Now, we're already on the 4th of January, so that means I have made and broken at least five New Year's resolutions. (laughs) But you know what? If I use the Hail Mary Media app and the Christmas resources that are available, yeah, maybe I'm not going to be able to eat as great as I want to be, but using that app, it's going to help me be the kind of Catholic that God wants me to be. You have full access to such a great library of podcasts, of prayers. You can pray novenas with Mater Day Radio and set up the app so that it reminds you every day at a certain time to pray the rosary or at three o'clock, you can join in the Divine Mercy Chaplet. It is an absolutely free app and that app will help you have the best 2024 ever. You can also access those Christmas resources on our website at materdayradio.com. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. The bridge between your faith and everyday life. This is Modern Day Radio. KBBM Portland, Salem, Vancouver. KMME Cottage Grove, Eugene. Springfield. Translator K235BF, Eugene. And streaming at moderndayradio.com. Deep Virtue with Bear Wozniak. Aloha, this is Bear Wozniak with DeepAdventure.com with a Deep Virtue segment. I'm actually recording this here in Cocoa Beach, Florida. I was standing out on the pier the other day and this monster bird comes and lands right next to me. It's a pelican. You know, it's kind of walking, kind of waddling along the, the pier and it's just like, what an ugly looking bird 
bird. But have you ever seen a pelican when it soars? You know, pelicans, it's almost like they surf. They, they'll glide along uh, just with the upwards draft from the wind coming over the waves. And their, their feathers will reach out and they'll just kind of almost caress the face of the wave as they're surfing. And they look so elegant and so beautiful. And then they'll be flying higher overhead and then they just kind of fold their wings and they just dive straight down and they're able to get, you know, a fish for, their, for that, that night's dinner. Pelicans are ugly on the land, but beautiful on the sea, beautiful in the air. And, and that, I think, is a lot like me. It's a lot like us. You know, when we are soaring and when we're flying and we're kind of have the updrafts of the Holy Spirit in our lives, we look beautiful. You know why? It's because we're showing people the, the air. We're showing people the wind. We're showing people the invisible. That's what the pelican does when it's soaring along that wave and its feathers are just almost touching the wave. It's showing us that, that there's air, that they're flying on air. And so we may be in our natural state, maybe not all that beautiful, maybe not all that graceful. But when we move in the power of the Holy Spirit, when we spend time with the Lord, when we spend time reading scriptures, doing our liturgy of the hours, going to mass, and just in silent meditative prayer, that's what gives us our lift. And when we fly, people will see us and they'll go, oh, those people, that's beautiful. Look at what they're doing or look how great that is, what, what they're doing and accomplishing. But they may come to realize it's not them. We're revealing to them the power and the grace of the Holy Spirit. Until next week, this is Bear Wozniak with Deep Virtue Segment. Deep Virtue with Bear Wozniak. Find out more at deepadventure.com. I'm Richard Hernandez, Principal of St. Vincent de Paul School in Salem. We're excited to open enrollment for the 2024-2025 school year. As the only dual language school in the Archdiocese of Portland, St. Vincent de Paul School provides a distinctive educational experience with a strong foundation in Catholic values for students in preschool through fifth grade. Visit svdpschoolsalem.org to schedule a tour and learn more about admissions. That's svdpschoolsalem.org for St. Vincent de Paul School. A great way to support Mater Day Radio is through our Leadership Circle. These are businesses and organizations whose names you hear on the air every day. They believe in our mission of providing the region with positive Catholic radio programs of faith and hope. Simply put, our Leadership Circle members keep our broadcast strong through their financial generosity. If you run a business or organization, please join us. We need you. Information on our Leadership Circle at materdayradio.com. It's good to the very last drop. The Morning Blend on Mater Day Radio. Leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. 7.56 at Mater Day Radio. And just ahead, we have got some news on a big walk. Yeah, we're talking about the Camino oh, de Santiago. That is a big walk. It is a big walk. And we'll tell you more about what's going on with all the pilgrims over there. Just ahead in news. And for the month of January, you can pray for diversity, but Pope Francis calls it a little Catholic diversity and mm. explains it in this month's prayer intention. I'll have that for you coming up right after Awaken the Saint. Hey guys, I'm Alina with Awaken Catholic and this is Awaken the Saint. Okay, United States citizens, this is our moment to shine. Today we celebrate the feast of the very first American to be canonized, Saint Elizabeth Ann Seton. Born in New York in 1774, Elizabeth was born to an upper-class family of Episcopalians. It's said that she adored reading the Bible and other contemporary works and led a rather quiet life, despite her having been born wealthy. At the age of 19, Elizabeth married William Seton and together they had five children and enjoyed a blissful family life. However, after four years, 
William's father passed away, leaving them in charge of the family business as well as William's six half-brothers and sisters. Elizabeth and William tried to make the best of it, but things continued to get worse. The family business went under. At the same time, William began to get ill. In desperation, they sailed for Italy to help restore him. William made peace with God and soon died there in Italy. While enduring this great sadness, Elizabeth was befriended by William's business colleagues, who introduced her to Catholicism for the first time. She was utterly enraptured by the idea of the real presence of Christ in the Eucharist. She studied more and more while in Italy, and when she returned to America, she realized she could no longer remain Episcopalian. In 1805, she joined the Catholic Church. Back in the U.S., her conversion caused her to be discriminated against socially. For example, when she opened a boarding school for girls in New York, the parents found out she was Catholic and they promptly withdrew their children. Friends and family also found her decision to convert offensive and ceased communicating with her. Despite the loneliness and financial hardship, Elizabeth stayed strong in her faith. Eventually, Seton was encouraged by some priest friends to move to Maryland with her children. There, she started a school for girls. Other Catholic women came to join her, and before you knew it, an entire religious order was forming. This became the first sisterhood established in the United States, and there are still six active branches of Seton's order thriving today. Hardship and difficulty are a natural part of living in a broken world, but out of hardship, if we allow it, something truly profound and beautiful can arise. Out of Elizabeth's grief, she found God in an even deeper way and left a beautiful legacy of faith and service for generations to come in our country. The difficult part is to embrace these hard lessons and to allow them to shape us into the saints we're each called to be. I know when sickness befalls my household, my inclination used to be despair. Now, especially since COVID, I've learned to embrace whatever situation our family is in with a lot less fury and a little more peace. Hard things just happen. It's a fact of life and we can't control it. The peace we choose to have during these situations will reveal Christ to those around you. It'll surprise you, but you actually have a lot more strength than you know. And God can do some crazy things through even the worst experiences. Saint Elizabeth Ann Seton, help us to do the will of God with peace and acceptance like you did. Ora pro nobis. And that is Awaken the Saint. For more information on the saints and some great Christmas resources, yes, it's still Christmas, you can check that out on the Hail Mary Media app. And to get that on your phone, all the details are waiting for you at matradayradio.com. It's 8 o'clock. As the new year got underway, Pope Francis released a video to accompany his prayer intention for the month of January 2024. In the video, the Pope urged Christians to unite our prayers to his for the gift of diversity in the church, since diversity is an opportunity to rejoice. He noted that diversity and unity were already present in the early Christian communities, adding that the tension brought about by diversity had to be resolved on a higher level. Pope Francis offered the example of the diversity of rites within the Eastern churches that are in communion with Rome. He said they have their own traditions, their own characteristic liturgical rites, yet they maintain the unity of the faith. And he added, they strengthen it, not divide it. Pilgrims walking the famous Camino de Santiago have reached a new record. In 2023, nearly half a million people from around the world hiked the historic route. According to statistics released by the Pilgrim's Office, 
400,446 35 pilgrims arrived at the Spanish pilgrimage site. Nearly 200,000 of the pilgrims were from the native Spain. The United States led all foreign countries with just over 32,000 pilgrims. The major age group represented are 18 to 45-year-olds, followed by 45 to 65-year-olds. Wilman pilgrims outnumber the males significantly. The Camino de Santiago is also known as the Way of St. James. It's a 1,000-year-old pilgrimage route through Spain, Portugal, and parts of southern France that leads to the Cathedral of Santiago located in the Archdiocese of Santiago de Compostela in northwestern Spain. The cathedral is traditionally held to be the burial place of St. James the Apostle. And someday, these feet are going to be walking on that. Oh, can you imagine uh, as a tourist going into that area, going to see the church and seeing literally every day more than a thousand walkers show up? If you average that 400,000 walkers over a year, that is an incredible devotion of those people. It's amazing. And that thereable that they have, gigantic. Oh. I mean, I just can't wait to see that. I hope they let me use that someday. <laughs> Well, Portland Fire and Rescue crews battled a two-alarm fire at the Portland Mercado Latin American Food Court Wednesday morning. Crews were called to the site at 72nd and Foster just before 5.45 a.m., where they found large amounts of smoke inside the main restaurant area. A second alarm was called to help control the incident when more fire was discovered in the attic area. Portland Fire and Rescue said the blaze was reported to be contained by 6.30 in the morning. The CEO of Hacienda CDC, who manages the Portland Mercado, said they are working to determine how they can help vendors at this time. In sports, overcoming what he called the worst illness he's experienced since the 2018-19 season, the Portland Trailblazers' Anthony Simons returned last night to score 15 points in a loss to Dallas. The Blazers lost 126-97 to to the Mavericks, with Simons scoring well below his season average of 27.1 points. But aside from the loss, Simons says he's pleased to be back on the court with his team after fighting this illness since December 27th. The Blazers are going to stay in Big D to play the Mavericks again on Friday. Guardians of the Galaxy actor Chris Pratt recently shared a story on Instagram about how he's learning more about the Bible. In a short story, the father of three explained how he's using the Bible in a Year podcast to familiarize himself with Scripture. While completing his impressive exercise plan, Pratt explained that while he was out running, he was listening to the podcast and he had now reached day 222. However, he also shared that it'll probably be more like a Bible in a year and a half, but I'm doing my best. He also expressed how much admiration he had for fellow actor and devout Catholic Mark Wahlberg in his being prayed up every day. Now, although it's interesting to see how these celebrities embrace their faith, it's also encouraging to see that they share this information with their many fans on social media. Chris Pratt has a staggering 45.8 million people who follow his accounts. They might be inspired to find out more about the Bible also and even their faith. 
Now, Chris Pratt has also been very open about his relationship with his wife, Katherine Schwarzenegger. In another Instagram post, the 44-year-old not only addresses how much he loves his wife, but also where they met. Unusual for a Hollywood star because they met in church. Oh, wow. That's the best place to meet your spouse. So did you ever growing up play Tetris? Yes. Yeah, I did too. It, it, you know, hours and hours can just pass by playing Tetris and you you never really make I was it anywhere, right? The worst at Tetris. So, and I love organizing and putting <laughs> things in little boxes and places, but boy, when they come at me that quickly, I just I was the fastest one to fail. Well, in th- 34 <laughs> years, nobody has mastered the game until now. An Oklahoma teenager is believed to become the first person ever to defeat the game Tetris. In a now viral video posted on YouTube, 13-year-old Willis Gibson can be seen advancing so far that the game couldn't keep up with him, and it crashed. I can't feel my fingers, Gibson can be heard saying on the game as he reaches level 157. It took him only 38 minutes to reach the kill screen or the point where the game becomes unplayable due to its original programming. The feat makes him the very first person on record to beat the game in the 34 years since it was released, going back to 1984 in the Soviet Union. The Soviet Union was still around back then. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah, that's a, I mean, it, it, this game has lived outlived the Cold War. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. so, so it took him 38 minutes to break it. It takes me about 38 seconds to lose. 38 minutes to break a 34-year record. Wow. Yeah. Good for him. Now, what is incredible, of course, people are probably thinking out, you know, oh, here's a 13-year-old wasting his time playing video games. But to have that kind of concentration and quick thinking, I bet this young man, whatever he is going to put his mind to, his mind is just going to work incredibly and getting it all like worked out and goal achieved. I think they've shown some studies that playing Tetris actually improves your acuity and yeah. and your spatial relationships and and so it so there's some benefit to it. Obviously, quick thinking it, it and a a lot of time. good decision making. <laughs> it's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. I'm Eric Winterlick with your Catholic community calendar. Tomorrow, Friday, at St. Alice in Springfield is a Night of Love Vigil, the first of five held this year. The Night of Love is a night vigil of reparation in preparation for the arrival of the world-famous International Pilgrim Virgin Statue of Fatima, which will arrive at St. Alice on Saturday, May 4th, 2024. The vigil will include biblical rose bilingual rosaries, excuse me, on the hour, prayers, quiet adoration, and a procession with a statue of Our Lady of Fatima. For these and more events in our Catholic community, go to our website, matradayradio.com, and you can find it also on the Hail Mary Media app. Are you looking for some information? Uh, inspiration this year to help you get through those New Year's Mm -hmm. resolutions. It's best to go to the greatest saint of them all, our Mother Mary. Monsignor Ah. John Syak is joining us this next hour to talk about Mary, Mother of the God, and how she can help you with your New Year's resolutions. That's coming up. 
Support for Matre Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. Good morning. Please join me, Father Martin King, pastor of St. Thomas More Catholic School and Parish, in this morning prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. O God, enlighten my mind with truth, inflame my heart with love, Inspire my will with courage. Enrich my life with service. Pardon what I have been. Sanctify what I am. Order what I shall be. And thine shall be the glory. And mine eternal salvation. Through Jesus Christ my Lord. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. God bless. For more prayer resources, please visit our website at materdayradio.com or check the prayer section on the new Hail Mary Media app. Holy Family Catholic Clinic is a nonprofit religious entity committed to providing superior, compassionate, life-affirming health care, honoring the sanctity of life from conception to natural death. They are looking for a full-time friendly staff member for their front office. Duties include greeting patients, collecting patient copays, and answering phones. If you or someone you know is looking to make a difference, please send an email to nelson at holyfamilyclinic.com. Have any resolutions for the new year? Why not make 2024 the year you grow even closer to Christ with Matre Radio's Hail Mary Media app? We have all the tools you need to ace that goal, including an ever-growing library of audio, video, and text prayers. You can even set a customized schedule of your personal prayer reminders. The Hail Mary Media app also lets you stream the live broadcast of Mater Day Radio and access a variety of podcasts like Bible in a Year and Catechism in a Year with Father Mike Spitz. Plus, you can plug into the most thorough listing of exciting local events on our interactive community calendar that integrates right into your car's mapping program. Make a firm resolution to download it today. Just search Hail Mary Media in the App Store or go to MontredayRadio.com and follow the instructions. Make 2024 your year to grow closer to Jesus with the Hail Mary Media app from Matre Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. It is 8-12 here at Matre Day Radio, high of 49 today. Clouds are probably not going to burn off, but there's a falling chance of rain as the day goes on, and you might want to... Be careful if you're thinking about going to the coast this weekend. The National Weather Service has issued a coastal hazard message for the beaches for an increase in sneaker waves. Otherwise, you're just going to get more rain throughout the weekend here in the valley. Currently, it is 43 degrees at Immaculate Heart of Mary Catholic Church in uh, in Kelso. And 43 at St. Rita Catholic Church in Northeast Portland. 
So how are you going to make 2024 different than any previous year? Now, perhaps you've made a New Year's resolutions, but no, yeah, you're going to stick with it for a few weeks, maybe a month or two, but then you're going to go back to your old habits. You need the inspiration of the saints to help you and walk with you throughout the year. There's no better saint than our mother Mary. Now, you know, the year began with the solemnity, the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, and you can carry this feast day with you every day this year to make it like none other as you grow in faith. Joining me this morning to share more is our good friend, Monsignor John Syatt, pastor at Christ the King Church in Milwaukee. Good morning, Monsignor Syatt. Happy New Year. Merry Christmas to you. Well, good morning. Happy New Year. Merry Christmas to you too, Brenda. It's great to be on the show and and uh, a Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to all our listeners. Monsignor Syak, did you make any New Year's resolutions that you think you're going to try to keep, but know you'll probably break them within a few months? <laughs> well, yeah, and, and to tell you the truth, you know, now that I'm in my uh, 50s, it's like that you learn to like, well, maybe I'm not going to make any New Year's resolutions. There you go. Because I just, I can never, you know, fulfill them. But uh, doing, a, doing a new thing, uh, well, it's not a new thing, but we're new, new to us here at Christ the King. There's a group of us men who are doing Exodus 90 for oh, sure for the, for the new year, and and uh, so far so good. Um, but uh, that's a that's a beautiful thing. But I know that one of the best ways to be able to make changes in your life is when you're doing them with someone else, and you can have that support with it. Is and I think that's that's one of the things I, as 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 we approach this new year. You know that we want to approach it as, as as Christians and as Catholics. As like this is, as as members of Christ, we do things together, and and it's it's our enemy who wants to divide and wants to isolate and make us feel all alone. And and uh, I think that's a lot of times why we fail at our New Year's resolutions is we try to do it on our own under our own power. And um, yeah, and we don't, usually don't get very far. Um, but uh, I, I heard some heard great fruits come from the Exodus 90 thing for men, um, and a big part of it is that is that they they we do it together and there's check-ins and it's uh, it's all you know very much geared for living the Christian life more freely. Um, and I think so. So I think one of the things we want to keep in mind as we go forward with our New Year's resolutions is is like what you, what you had said at the beginning, you know, we look at to, to the saints, you know, the, of who to walk with. Mm-hmm. And we just started the year, the, the calendar year with this awesome feast of our lady, Mary, mother of God. And this is a very ancient uh, title of our lady. In fact, it was really fought over, you know, in the fourth century with the, with the Arian heresy and with the Nestorian heresy. Yeah. I'd about, love to ask. The, yeah. I'd love to ask you about that. In fact, Christ himself, he told us from the cross, behold your mother. And I think with those words, he gave the blessed Virgin Mary to the whole world forever. And we can walk with her this year. She is a perfect intercessor. And we celebrate her under that name, Mary, Mother of God. As you just said, it was a kind of a controversy. How did we get to that title? How do we now understand her as how can any human be the Mother of God? Yeah, I, th- I think well, well, first is is the everything have with Our Lady has to do with the nature of Jesus Christ Himself. So he's he's a totally unique being because he's God and man. 
and without ceasing to be God, he took up our human nature, united it to himself, you know, in the incarnation and suffered, died and rose in that, in that nature. And that nature is forever united with his divine nature. And is in, in the church came to understand using some some tools, uh, some vocabulary from Greek philosophy to help to kind of our human minds to help to understand that mystery a little bit more. Right, the mysteries always exceeds what we can we can conceive in our minds. But this this idea that his we have this word of nature and the word person, and the way that came to understand is that. Jesus has two natures, two complete natures, one divine and one human, and the, his divine nature has been with him from all eternity of being the uh, begotten of the Father. Um, and then, you know, in the incarnation, he takes that human nature, unites it, and it's united in his one person, the person of God the Son. And and that took, you know, that, that took some... Uh, controversy to sort out that was really big in the in the Arian controversy because the Arius had said you know Jesus is this great guy and he's he's kind of a super creature but he's not consubstantial with the father he's not god he's um and we re, we profess that in the Nicene Creed you know god from god light from light true god from true god begotten not made consubstantial with the father if we know our history is like all those lines in the creed are directly aimed against the errors of Arius uh, so that we have this. And so then we kind of go forward in the, in time and we, we had another uh, heresy, another controversy, and that has to do with the, the title of Our Lady of, of Theotokos in Greek, the God-bearer, as we translate in English, the Mother of, mother of God. And, and uh, there was a controversy attributed to, to Nestorius of uh, you know, we can, you know, Mary is the mother of Jesus in his humanity, but, but we can't really call her mother of God because she's not God and, and you know, that no one gave birth to God because uh, God is from all eternity. And, and, and so what that introduced is this kind of division in Christ, this, this kind of split between his human and divine nature, which we always distinguish, but we don't separate or split apart. And so, the Church and the, the Council of Ephesus especially uh, reiterated this title to Our Lady, uh, that it is valid to give it to her because, because the person uh, who is in the, his human nature in Christ is, is God the Son. And so um, we, can, we can say that properly that, that Our Lady is the Mother of God. And I think what that highlights, Brenda, is that, that, uh, that of the special role Our Lady has in, the, in salvation history, in the work of salvation, right? She is, she is the perfect Christian, right? right. She's the perfect, she's the, she's the new Ark of the New Covenant. She is the new Eve. She is the perfect response, human response to the call of God and in, in utter obedience. And, and so she has this special role in our, in our, uh, in our lives as Christians. And, and, and Jesus gave her to us from the cross. And I say this a lot, but, and bear with me if I've said it before, but, you know, every, every word from Jesus's mouth is important. And especially those words that came when he was being crucified, mm-hmm. right? You can just imagine how, much it took for him to say those words in the midst of his agony, and he said those words, you know, woman, behold your son, son, behold your mother. And so I think we really need to take that to heart as, as followers of Christ and to, and to live into that reality and that invitation of, of, of life with Our Lady. I mean, Nazareth is our home too, right? Jesus made it that. We should, in our prayer, we should go up to that, 
we should imagine that door, that that uh, house in Nazareth. We should go up and knock on that door and and have Our Lady open the door and welcome us in. Oh, that's our family. It is our family, and Mary is our mother, and we know that her prayer is an important prayer that is important to Jesus, too. And so we go through Mary to get to the heart of Christ. And as you said earlier in our interview, going through the Exodus 90 program, the accountability is there. Many women taking on the Magnify program that is similar to that as well for women. Monsignor Syak joining us this morning as we talk about Mary, the mother of God, and how she can be the perfect guide this year to have a 2024 like no other. Monsignor Syak, I've appreciated your time so much. Would you believe I'm already up against my break? Can you stay with me through the break so we can continue in the next half hour? Find out what some of those Catholic New Year's resolutions could be. Absolutely. Would be happy to. 822 at Matra Day Radio. It's the Morning Blend with Brenda and Pat. Glad to have you along for the ride this morning. And we have got our prayer team. I want to tell you, these ladies are prayer warriors, and they want to pray for you in the new year. If you've got a prayer intention you'd like to share with us, it's very simple. All you have to do is get on the prayer hotline. You can access that online at matradayradio.com and the Hail Mary Media app. Just look for that pray button and you can enter your request right there and we'll get on it. We'll start praying for you because we're all praying for each other. It's all about growing in holiness here at Matraday Radio. Support for Matraday Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Facing difficult problems in your marriage. Oregon Retrovi is a lifeline to married couples helping them restore their marriage and rebuild a loving relationship. Catholic in origin, this Christian marriage program is open to all married couples, no matter what age, walk of life, faith, or ethnic background. Oregon Retrovi is a practical program to improve communication, build stronger marriages, and help couples reconnect. Presenters are not trained marriage counselors, but rather couples sharing their personal stories and the tools that they use to rediscover their love. Begin your journey to healing. All it takes is a decision to find out more. Go to helpourmarriage.org and start the process today. That's helpourmarriage.org to learn more about this transformational program. Oregon Retrovi, a lifeline for married couples. Are you a young adult in your 20s and 30s? Are you looking to bring Christ into your everyday work? Hi, I'm Chris Dohanik, the president of the Portland chapter of Young Catholic Professionals. Our mission is to challenge, train, and inspire young adults to work and witness for Christ. No matter your career field or level of experience, we invite you to join us at an upcoming event to meet other young adult Catholics, learn from seasoned professionals, and grow in your Catholic faith. For more information, visit ycpportland.org. 
What do you get when you cross a Catholic radio show host and a permanent deacon? A match made in heaven. I'm Deacon Scott Aiken from the Archdiocese of Seattle. And I'm Brenda Aiken from The Morning Blend. Work and family life can be hectic. We understand, and together we'll find God's grace. We may not always agree, but we are always faithful. Listen on Friday evenings at 7.30 and Sunday evenings at 6 as we share stories about our faith, our family, and our view from the pew. Right here on Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. The Morning Blend. Check out our podcast at materdayradio.com. 824 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life on the Morning Blend with Brenda and Pat. And just ahead, a big investment going into Gresham. We'll tell you more about the Chips Act and the money it's bringing to Oregon next. And I'm sure St. Padre Pio had a little something to do with the turnaround in actor Shia LaBeouf's life. He's now confirmed and he's thinking about the diaconate. Wow. I'll have that story for you coming up right after ALOB. And his song, Resurrection. We are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life.
That is A-Lob and Resurrection. It is 8.30 right here at Mater Day Radio. Through a 2022 law designed to revive U.S. semiconductor manufacturing, the Chips and Science Act, the Commerce Department announced that microchip technology will receive $162 million to support the domestic production of computer chips. The incentives announced include $72 million to expand a factory in Gresham. The investments will enable Microsoft Technology Incorporated, based in Chandler, Arizona, to triple its domestic production and reduce its dependence on foreign factories. Much of the money will fund the making of microcontrollers, which are used by the military, as well as in autos, household appliances, and medical devices. Government officials said they expected the investments to create about 700 construction and manufacturing jobs here in Oregon over the next decade. Shia LaBeouf has been received into the Catholic Church after taking the Sacrament of Confirmation and is reportedly considering becoming a deacon. The Catholic News Agency reports that the Transformer star was confirmed Sunday by Bishop Robert Barron of Winona, Rochester, Minnesota. LaBeouf's confirmation sponsor, Brother Alexander Rodriguez, said that the actor wants to become a deacon sometime in the future, adding that LaBeouf was inspired to consider the diaconate while filming the movie Padre Pio. LaBeouf was raised both Jewish by his mother and Christian by his father and had both a bar mitzvah and a baptism. The actor had said in previous interviews that he was drawn to Catholicism amid alcoholism difficulties in his personal life. And as the new year got underway, Pope Francis released a video to accompany his prayer intention for the month of January. In the video, the Pope urged Christians to unite our prayers to his for the gift of diversity in the church, since diversity is an opportunity to rejoice. He noted that diversity and unity were already present in the early Christian communities, adding that the tension brought about by diversity had to be resolved on a higher level. Pope Francis offered the example of the diversity of rites within the Eastern churches that are in communion with Rome. 
He added, they have their own traditions, their own characteristic liturgical rites, yet they maintain the unity of the faith. They strengthen it, not divide it. Priests in the Archdiocese of Portland and Oregon will no longer celebrate Mass at Spirit of Grace, a Catholic Lutheran ecumenical community in Beaverton. In a letter dated December 5th, Portland Archbishop Alexander Sample said Archdiocesan priests could no longer celebrate Masses at the church following the December 10th Sunday liturgy. The decision said the Archbishop was a result of discerning the needs of the Catholic faithful of the Archdiocese, the key principles governing the sacred liturgy, and how best to promote Christian unity. Spirit of Grace was established in 1986 by local Catholic and Lutheran church leaders as a mission of nearby St. Anthony Parish in Tigard. A person who died in a Tuesday morning shooting at Horning's Hideout has been identified as a lieutenant with Tualatin Valley Fire and Rescue. A spokesperson for TVFNR said the agency is deeply saddened by the death of Carnal Carl Horning, 47 years old, and supporting the family during their grieving process. TV FNR flags were flown at half-mast Wednesday due to his death. The Washington County Sheriff's Office also confirmed Horning's identity Wednesday and said his brother, 63-year-old Robert Horning, is a person of interest in the case. Deputies detained Robert Horning at the scene but was released from custody several hours later. The sheriff's office is still considering him a person of interest in the investigation. And in sports, the West Coast Conference play will open tonight on the bluff as the Portland Pilots women's basketball team hosts number 18 Gonzaga before headed to the Bay this weekend to take on the San Francisco Dons. They'll play the Bulldogs tonight at 6 o'clock in the Child Center before facing the Dons on Saturday afternoon at 2 in San Francisco. The number 18 Zags are 13-2 and two on the year, and they're the only West Coast Conference women's basketball team currently ranked in the top 25. The Pilots are 8-6 on the year after earning a win over their crosstown rival Portland State, 67-54. It's the third year in a row that the Pilots have beaten the Vikings. Well, he may be small in stature, but big on personality and energy. And now the Lancashire Healer is ready to take on the big dogs at thousands of U.S. dog shows, including the big show at Westminster Kennel Club Show. He's now been recognized as an official breed. With long bodies and short coats, they're often black and tan. The solidly built dogs are shaped a bit like a downsized corgi standing at around one foot at the shoulder and weighing up to 17 pounds a downsized corgi that's Which hard is, to imagine something smaller a corgi is already downsized <laughs> right they're extremely versatile they say participating in everything from scent work to dock diving contests and they were farm helpers that both could drive cattle and route rats According to the United States Lancashire Healer Club president, she advises that a owner better make sure that that healer has a job to do, whether it's an organized sport or simply going for walks and a lot of fetching with their owners. Sounds like a high energy kind of a dog. So do you know our our engineer, Pat Hart, who maintains our satellite system for us? Uh Uh-huh. His wife actually raised a winner. Really? Yeah, about five years ago, they actually won. 
How about yeah, that? Yeah, pretty amazing. Yeah, they live up in the Sound in Seattle, and yeah, they, they raise dogs. They raise yeah. dogs. Got a winner there for sure. Prayer is simply a conversation with Jesus. Of course, formal times of prayer are spiritually beneficial. However, daily life can sometimes make them impossible, while a simple chat with Jesus can happen anytime and any place. Through these frequent exchanges, we build a firm foundation of faith and strengthen our relationship with Jesus. Just think of the relationship you would have if you only spoke to a friend at Christmas and Easter. Allison Gingras at Catholic Link offers a few ideas to stay connected in prayer. She says, pray when you first wake up or just before you fall asleep or quick prayer at both times absolutely perfect way to end and start your day you can pray in your car we know how much time we spend in the car when you drive to work or you're running errands pray for your neighbors the people in your community even pray for the dead if you happen to pass a cemetery also we used to be in the habit growing up that if you ever passed a catholic church well you bowed your head and you made the sign of the cross because you knew jesus was present in the tabernacle You can also pray during chores. Nothing makes folding laundry, washing dishes, or even vacuuming more appealing than praying for the people who dirtied them in the first place. I am thankful every day for my dishwasher, my clothes washer, the dryer. Those are gifts that make our lives so much easier here. And so everything we have is a gift from God. Aura and Labora. That's right. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. I'm Eric Winterlick, and this is your Catholic Community Calendar. Monday, January 8th through Wednesday, January 10th, the American Red Cross is doing a blood drive at the Grotto to mark the Grotto's centennial year. The three-day Red Cross blood drive hopes to make 100 donations, one for every year that the Grotto has been in Portland. Every donor will receive two passes to the Upper Gardens, which can be used on that day or at a later date. Sign up for donation times on the Red Cross website. For these and more Catholic events in our community, head online to our Catholic community calendar on MatraDayRadio.com or on the Hail Mary Media app. And at the Grotto on Saturday, it's first Saturday, they'll have the Relic of St. Peregrine out for the noon Mass. So that's something to keep an eye out for this weekend. Absolutely. Healing Masses are beautiful times to to go and receive special blessings and, and special prayers. And we've got special prayers coming from Monsignor John Syak. Brenda continues her conversation on how to start the new year with effective prayer after we check the weather forecast next at Mater Dei Radio. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. Fundamentalists claim baptism by immersion is the only true baptism because the Greek word baptizo found in the New Testament means to immerse. But is this true? The answer is no, and here are some reasons why. First, although baptizo is used for immersion, it can also be used for wash up, as it's used in Luke 11:38 in reference to the Jewish ritual washings. Second, we agree with our fundamentalist friends that full immersion best expresses the meaning of the sacrament. 
The Catechism of the Catholic Church makes this clear in paragraph 1239. But that doesn't mean non-emergent baptisms are invalid. In fact, the Didache, a first century Christian catechism dating to around AD 70, gives instruction on how to baptize, stating pour over the head three times. So if you weren't dunked, no need to fret. Immersion baptism is not necessary for a valid baptism. I'm Carlo Broussard with the ready reason for Catholic Answers, Catholic.com. Mater Day Radio is supported by our Leadership Circle members, including Mount Calvary and Gethsemane Catholic Funeral Services. Operated by the Archdiocese of Portland, services include the recently completed Gethsemane Funeral Home, located on the grounds of Gethsemane Cemetery in Happy Valley. The new funeral home provides burial services to the Catholic community, regardless of cemetery choice. For more information, visit ccpdxor.com. What do the famous Batmobile, Love Bug, and Mystery Machine have in common? They were all given to Mater Dei Radio's vehicle donation program. Well, not really, but they could have been, and you could do the same. If you have a car, truck, van, RV, or boat that you no longer need, consider donating it to Mater Dei Radio. It's quick and easy, and a likely tax deduction for you. And you'll be supporting uplifting Catholic radio programs. Information on our website at materdayradio.com. 841 here at Mater Dei Radio. Potential for some gusty winds today, up to 18 miles an hour gusts, lows in the lower 30s, high of 49. Uh, it's going to be a little less rainy as the day goes on, but as the weekend comes around, it's going to get much wetter or snowier if you live above 2,800 feet. Well, speaking of snow, this is the first time I've seen it. I don't know if it's going to stick around, but in exactly a week in Vancouver, they've got some snowflakes in the forecast. No. That's what it says. No. It's a week away. You know how long that's going to take to change? <laughs> a couple of hours for sure. But it is currently 44 degrees at the Proto-Cathedral of St. James the Greater in Vancouver. And no snow, but a little bit of drizzle in Staten at Immaculate Heart of Mary Parish. And I am back with Monsignor John Syak. He is the pastor at Christ the King Church here in Milwaukee. He's joining us today as we celebrate the recent feast day of Mary, the Mother of God. And we're talking about how we can follow the Blessed Virgin Mary right to the heart of Jesus. Monsignor Syak, thank you so much for staying with us this morning. Oh, my pleasure, Brenda. There is an accountability portion of that. I think that we as Catholics should hold ourselves to in a making a resolution to have 2024 be the year that we grow closer to God. In what ways can we take on a practice, something that we can carry with us throughout the whole year with Mary as our guide to have a, a 2024 like none other? Uh, great question. I think I, I would uh, invite people to look at our Catholic heritage, right? We have this beautiful and rich heritage of Christians living the Christian life for 2,000 years, and so we have this collected wis wisdom about what things that really help us enter into the mystery of Christ, um, and, and those are the things we call the ordinary means of sanctification. Right? Those are, that's prayer, that's sacraments, that's the liturgy, that's good works, that's ascetical practices, and things like that. And, I, and 
just on a human level, I guess as a pastor too, of, of working with people in their daily lives and in, in my own life, you know, for that matter, is when we want to do something like a resolution, we need it needs to be something small and doable. Um, and so we tend to have these grandiose ideas. And the whole idea of taking up a Christian resolution is to grow closer to Christ. It's not to like, you know, Jesus, look at this, what I'm doing for you so that you'll love me more. It's no, it comes out of the love for Christ that we already, he already loves us and he loves us into living in, in these, in these ways. And so our fasting would be an expression of that, our, our good works, our, our prayer. And so I, I just invite people to, to think about, and, and even something to do in prayer with Jesus is like, Lord, what's one thing, one small way I can grow closer to you this year? And and have it have it you know small and actionable and and uh, and all the better if it's done with someone else or or at least shared you know with with a friend even mm-hmm. if your friend isn't do, or your spouse isn't doing what you're doing but at least you can you can you know you can talk about it but I think things like gosh you know getting to daily mass more often uh, make, getting really regular with confession right with like that that monthly you know habit. Um, maybe it's something of, of, you know, doing the Bible in a year or the catechism in a year, um, you know, joining, uh, cause I know there's other parishes like our lady of the lake is, is also doing an Exodus 90 thing and I, and magnify, you know, whatever those sorts of things to kind of jump in on and, and knowing too, that we need, you know, we even know this from psychology, we need, you know, 20 to 30 days of a repeated act to make it a habit. Yeah. <laughs> so, so whatever we, we, we take up is, is like, we have to be really intentional about making sure if, like, like we can do, we do this every day for a month and, and then it becomes, and then it starts to become a habit. Oh, I, Monsignor, I started last year on my way home from work to pray the rosary. And I would open up our Hail Mary media app and I would play Archbishop Samples rosary. Now I have already programmed myself now that it had become such a regular habit that anytime now I get in my car, the first thing that pops into my head is rosary because I've made that habit. Uh, but, you know, <laughs> it can happen anywhere. You don't have to uh, always be able to uh, sit in a holy hour to have holy time with the Lord every single day. Those times are important, but these things can happen in many different kinds of ways, don't you think? Absolutely. And I, I think just in talking about a habit, you know, it's, it's deeper than simple condition, psychological conditioning. Yeah. It's the way St. Thomas Aquinas talks about it is that it becomes part of your character. It's like who you are so that this is the beautiful thing about how grace and our cooperation with grace actually change our character, change the kind of people that we are. So, you know, it's, uh, I, I did the same thing myself years ago with, with the rosary of, you know, it just wasn't happening every day. And I just, one Lent, and of course Lent is a great time to get a habit going. Sure. It's 40 days. Um, I started doing it and now, yeah, it's like, it's like you, it's like, I don't, I don't have to think about it. It just, I just start praying it, you know, in, in, when I'm in the morning. And, and I think that's, that's the beautiful thing about a habit when it becomes part of who we are, then it starts, it takes on its own inertia and, it doesn't quote, require as much effort and, and it, because it's become part of who we are. Oh. And I think the, you know, some of the, some of the resolutions that might be good from our Catholic heritage, you know, of, of 
you know, a, a little bit of fasting, you know, maybe picking up that Wednesday, Friday, no meat, you know, or even just Friday, no meat, you know, of, of, um, of, of the, you know, praying the rosary or of, you know, getting involved in, in something at, at your parish. Um, of, uh, I, I, I said this to all of the, the dads at, at ma- the masses last weekend for, um, for the feast of the Holy family is, is, uh, of, you know, do something to start to lead your family spiritually. Mm. You know, do mm-hmm. one, you know, pick a, do this, but just pick one thing and, and, and start practicing it. That's right. That's, I think that's absolutely perfect. Just pick one thing. We don't have to take on all of the, the troubles of the whole world and try to change everything today. Just pick one thing and no better saint than Mary to help her identify for you what that one thing is. Monsignor Syke, it's always such a wonderful morning when we have you on as our guest on the Morning Blend. Before we go this morning, will you end us in prayer? Absolutely. It's always a pleasure to be on it. Almighty Father, pour down your grace and blessing upon all those who are listening. That you would move our hearts draw them to you through your Son, and help us to devote ourselves to the mother of of your Son, the Blessed Virgin Mary. There's no faster way to the heart of your Son than through her heart, her immaculate heart. I ask you to bless all those who are listening, their families, their loved ones. And may the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit come down on you and remain with you forever. Amen. Amen. Monsignor Syak, thank you again for your time today. Uh, please keep all of us in your prayer. We'll continue to pray for you throughout this year. All right. God bless. 8.50 at Mater Day Radio, 10 minutes away from 9 o'clock, and we have got just a few days remaining for you to get your 2024 Marian calendar. We're still getting requests for those. We sent out probably about a half a dozen of those yesterday and uh, even more the day before, so they're still going out the door, but we're going to have to cut it off eventually because you know we're going to be halfway through 2024 here That's soon. That's right. So <laughs> if you want to get one of your own Marian calendars, we'd be happy to send one out to you. You can just go online, check our Christmas resources at matradayradio.com and the Hail Mary Media app, and then you'll find all the steps on how you can get your own Marian calendar. It marks every feast day for Our Lady throughout 2024. It's decorative. It's beautiful. It will inspire you. Ask for two. We'll we'll send you two. Why not? Why not? I keep one on my refrigerator, one at my desk. And can you imagine if you had this on your desk? How beautiful the images on that. That's an evangelization tool right there. If somebody were coming by saying, what is that image? That's beautiful. It will inspire you. Mm -hmm. It will inspire others. And you need to get one. So get your own Marian calendar. Just go online to matradayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app. And you'll be uh, styling for 2024 (gasps) with Our Lady and Matraday Radio. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, family dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco, family dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Please join me, Sister Christa von Borstel, in this prayer to St. Sebastian. 
In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Glorious Sebastian, martyr and saint, I call on your strength and courage to help me through this difficult trial. Your faith was so deep, a multitude of arrows could not finish you. The piercing wounds inflicted for your faith only proved to strengthen your belief. May you intercede for those who are weakened from the effects of disease. I ask for your intercession that I may also survive that which threatens to destroy my beliefs in the mercy of Christ. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources, please visit our website at materdayradio.com or check the prayer section on the new Hail Mary Media app. Set on a hilltop in the midst of the Willamette Valley, life at Mount Angel Abbey is both unchanging and made ever new in the spirit of Christ. Steeped in a Benedictine tradition more than 1,500 years old, the monks of Mount Angel have prayed together five times a day for more than 130 years. We welcome you to come and join us in the ancient rhythm of monastic prayer and liturgy. Come seek the things that are above. Learn more at mountangelabbey.org. Mater Dei Radio is pleased to welcome Father Mike Schmitz to our broadcast family. Catechism in a Year with me, Father Mike Schmitz, is now available right here on Catholic Radio. Encounter God's plan of sheer goodness for us, revealed in Scripture and passed down through the tradition of the Catholic faith as we journey together toward our heavenly home. Tune in to Catechism in a Year every night at 11, right here on Mater Dei Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. It's the cup that refreshes the morning blend on Mater Day Radio. 853 at Mater Day Radio, the morning blend with Brenda and Pat. We've been uh, kind of wagering. Are we going to see sun this afternoon? I think we are, Brenda. I think, you I think have we are. the optimism of it. the Blessed Virgin Mary. Rain or shine, <laughs> I'm going to be out there in it and enjoying it with a high of 51 this afternoon, 70% chance of rain, but that means 30% chance of sunshine, right? Uh, okay, if that's the way that you're going to look at it, you know what? Be optimistic. Whether or not the sun comes out or not, you can still be joyful. And if you're a skier, you have reason to be optimistic because that snow level is dropping down to about 2,800 feet. So keep your fingers crossed. Maybe a good base adding to that. And cloudy tonight, low about 37. Right now, 43 here in Puddletown. And closing out our show today, here is Sanctus Real, Unstoppable God. And you are listening to The Morning Blend with Brenda and Pat right here at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. I wish I knew when this mountain in my way is going to move. Hope it's okay to tell the truth. Sometimes the doubt starts to win. Yeah, I'd be lying if I told you I was anything but weak. Right now my struggle's all I see But I'm not giving in My story will not end in defeat Cause nothing can stop an unstoppable God He's not afraid of impossible lies This is the promise that I'm standing on Nothing can stop an unstoppable God
a lie that says it can't be done I know my war's already won And I'm claiming victory Cause I know who's fighting for me Nothing can stop an unstoppable God He's not afraid of impossible lies This is the promise that I Sanctus Real and Unstoppable God. It's 8.59 right here at Mater Day Radio. I'm going to take my new shoes and get out of here. You got those new shoes. I've been noticing you've been walking faster all around here. <laughs> yeah. I love that when the kids used to get new tennis shoes and stuff, I'm like, I think you can run faster. <laughs> they just run all over the house. I don't know why, but I feel like I'm standing a little taller. Well, yeah. Yep. New shoes make you feel good. Yeah. Tomorrow will be back to normal, but today, <laughs> first first day of the new shoes. Got to yeah. break those in, huh? Absolutely. They feel good so far. All right. You know how you can break those in? You can have some spaghetti for oh. dinner and then go for a walk around your island because it's going to be raining still this afternoon, I no, there's going to be a little bit of sunshine peeking through and, and uh, enjoy that spaghetti. A nice Chianti. I think it's going to be a delicious Red wine dinner. is what yeah. you have with yeah. spaghetti, isn't it? Absolutely. Unless it's a white sauce, in which case you have a, like a white wine, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah. White sauce, white wine. That makes sense. Yeah. Whatever it is. Is that right? I think so. <laughs> okay. Don't forget the garlic bread, too. Ah, uh, can't forget that. <laughs> that is going to wrap it up for us on the Morning Blend. Thursday means you can live with passion with Father Cedric this evening at 730. we got great, great programming all day long. Morning Blend, we're going to be back tomorrow. It's Friday. And Christmas. That's right. Still Christmas, too. Have a blessed day.